8.45 coming up. The science of the alleged Cuba sonic attacks and genetically modified apples that don't go brown. We all like, I'm sure, to slice our apples and possibly offer to other family members and they sit out on the table and they go brown and then often they're just thrown away. Maybe that's a thing of the past. Before we get there, though, gravitational waves back in the news again. Let's bring in Mark Zastra, science journalist. Good morning to you. Good morning, Alex. Uh, so this has been breaking news. Uh, just last week, we talked about the uh, discovery of gravitational waves. Now, um, a study released hours ago announcing the first time scientists have ever seen the source of them. That's right. Of course, gravitational waves, which uh, just won the Nobel Prize in Physics a couple weeks ago, uh, these are these famous ripples in space-time that are caused by the collisions of black holes or neutron stars. Uh, their gravity is so powerful that they actually create waves in the fabric of the cosmos itself. It, so it's not just that it's creating an explosion or some kind of blast wave that travels out in space. It's actually causing space itself to warp. Uh, and this, the Nobel Prize was, of course, awarded just two weeks ago because of these detections of gravitational waves that were made by the LIGO Observatory in the U.S. It consists of very sensitive lasers in two facilities that can detect this tiny distortion in space-time. And uh, this team, the LIGO team, have actually announced several detections over the past couple years, which is what they won the prize for. Uh, but, but scientists didn't actually know where they came from. At least they couldn't see any flash of light in the sky associated with this explosion or the collision of those stars or black holes. So now for the first time ever, scientists have announced that they have seen the source of one of these gravitational wave events. It looks like just a tiny dot of light in the telescope image, you know, right next to a galaxy. Uh, but it is incredibly scientifically significant. It's just mind-blowing. It's, so you're kind of staring into the past, are you? You're seeing a... It's, it's like watching a recording of, of an explosion that happened a long time ago. That's right. And, and the, 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 the sight of it and the, gravi the, the gravitational effect as well, those waves are traveling through space for millions or billions of years and we're only just feeling them and seeing the light that came from that collision yeah, as well. And, and I guess many of us are used to this idea when we look at stars of light traveling over great distances and reaching us mm -hmm. a long time after the light was produced, as right. it were. But how were they able to catch this image? Right. So on October, sorry, it was on August 17th when this uh, event actually occurred, when the LIGO observatory felt these gravitational waves passing through the planet. And actually, at the same time, a NASA space telescope registered a burst of gamma rays. And, and that actually sent out an alert to astronomers all over the world. It, literally, it was buzzing their phones with texts and emails, uh, alerting them to this event, that something had happened. And immediately, almost all of these scientists uh, who, were, uh, who had access to a telescope... Uh, immediately turned their telescopes to look in the direction of that burst of gamma rays to see if they could see uh, some kind of light coming from whatever had created these these gravitational waves. It was uh, an incredibly exciting sort of 24 hours. I actually remember following it on Twitter. All these astronomers around the world were talking about it. Of course, they didn't want to say exactly, they didn't want to give away what it was that they were necessarily looking for, but you could l tell from uh, sort of public databases and all these telescopes that were looking in the same direction that something big was happening. And uh, of course, as we now know, uh, they succeeded.
But when would the collision itself have actually happened in Earth time? Billion, billions of years ago. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Hundreds of mil- at least hundreds of millions of, e- of years I'm ago. I'm just clarifying mm-hmm. that because when we talk about August 17th, we're talking about the discovery. Right, when, right, when we actually felt it for the first yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, mind-blowing. Um, for the past several weeks, we've heard about sonic attacks, also potentially literally mind-blowing, targeting U.S. diplomats in Cuba. According to reports, American diplomats say they heard painful sounds that resulted in a range of symptoms. They felt dizzy. They had hearing loss. Apparently, they recorded some brain damage as well, which is perhaps the most frightening of all. Um, and, and that sounds like something... I don't know, Bond-like, mixed with some sci-fi? Yeah, it, it really does. Um, it's certainly unprecedented uh, to, to our public knowledge. The U.S. State Department hasn't made any official statement about the nature of these attacks, but according to reports from the Associated Press, these diplomats have been targeted with overwhelming noise in their homes and hotel rooms. Uh, the AP actually recorded, they obtained a recording of it, and it sounds like sort of a high-pitched, throbbing whine and some of the victims say that they can only hear it in certain parts of their room. So it's almost as if it were a focused beam of sound. Yeah. So the assumption that U.S. officials have been working from is that this could be some kind of weapon that could form a sonic beam, like a laser that can inflict this kind of bodily harm. But does, but, that, does that have any basis? Right. Is that supported by the science? It's... Uh, kind of sketchy right now, we have to say. Uh, Many experts are skeptical that you could actually deploy such a weapon that that fits the known known facts. Well, you know, I I can speak from very recent experience. Last night, the the humming of a mosquito in your ear is one of the most irritating and and, Mm. and sleep-depriving sounds one can experience. But this is a different level of sound. This isn't... That, you know, we're not talking necessarily about the effects of what you actually hear, are we? It's the, it's the profound impact, potentially. That's why it's so complicated. Um, what sort of research has gone into this topic? Well, uh, you know, we do know that sound waves, aside from just being, you know, they can be very loud, of course, and cause hearing damage. But apart from that, there are types of sound waves that can cause other kinds of harm, specifically ultrasound waves, which are too high-pitched to hear. They can be focused, uh, and they can be very powerful. Uh, Doctors use them, of course, not just to take medical images, but they also use them to break up kidney stones. And research has shown that ultrasound waves can cause symptoms like nausea, nausea and headaches, which is what they've been reporting. Uh, but although there's certainly this, this discomfort, they're not known to cause concussions or the sort of brain damage that has apparently been reported. The other thing is that they can't travel very far or very well through walls. So you would still hear some sound, but the harmful ultrasound waves would not actually get through. So being attacked in their hotel room, as some of them have reported, uh, that seems very implausible from ultrasound waves. You would Unless need... they're in an open-air room. Right. Or the windows open? Well, e- even then, it, you know, it would be very difficult to do that at range. You would need an incredibly large transmitter just you know, from somewhere outside the building, and, and that would probably be pretty noticeable. Yeah, um, yeah. 
Alternatively, you could place a lot of smaller transmitters inside the room, but those would be you know relatively easy to find too. You you maybe if it's the size of the of an internet router, you would think that trained diplomats and the FBI, who have also been down to investigate, would be able to uncover this pretty easily. Um, with my own limited science, my uh, initial thought would be that it's not sound at all, but rather some sort of other poisoning. If it's not a sonic weapon, are there other suspicions on the table? Well, right, as you were thinking, uh, it could be some kind of, of toxin in the environment that's causing the most severe, uh, the most severe symptoms. Uh, those, that, those could be nef- nefarious, uh, or they might not be. You know, it could just be a health hazard in an old building. We should point out that the U.S. has not accused the Cuban government of doing this, and Cuba denies all involvement in it. So it could be a third party, perhaps another nation, or perhaps a rogue element within the Cuban government that's seeking to disrupt U.S.-Cuban ties. But it, so it could be a combination of some environmental factor, but then also the, you know, the psychological anxiety that the fear of an attack like this can cause. Mm. You know, that can also produce nausea and headaches. And, but brain damage? Right. So that, you'd have to turn to toxins or other explanations. Let's finish off with that uh, apple. Uh, a genetically engineered fruit, uh, which immediately will make some people horrified and not want to ever go near one of these, but they don't go brown, and they'll be sold in the US by the end of the year. Uh, you know, I remember the whole discussion years ago about whether we want spots and marks on our apples but this is really at a new level isn't it yeah certainly using the the cutting edge uh genetic genetic modification tools that we have today uh these apples have already been sold in small quantities but now the website gizmodo reports that they're going to be sold widely in hundreds of u.s supermarkets starting in november now these apples are grown on trees that have been genetically modified to stop producing the enzyme known as polyphenol oxidase or ppo and so of course the reason an apple goes brown is because when it's sliced that PPO starts mixing with other chemicals in the ap- in the apple called polyphenolics. And so those react to form the brown melanin that we see. So by silencing those genes that are responsible for PPO, uh, this company has been able to reduce browning significantly. So it doesn't go brown for a, a matter of days as opposed to minutes. You can... Um use lemon juice for example as a as a natural antioxidant to um slow down the browning process already or you can simply refrain from slicing the apple until you're ready to eat it um Mm -hmm. but we've also heard about polypenols being quite healthy Is, is there any concern that maybe eating this apple would be harmful no that so there is is or less beneficial well, start with safety. There has been uh, no evidence to show that any kind of food that has been genetically genetically modified so far uh, is in any way harmful to humans. And of course, that has been at the crux of the entire debate about whether or not uh, to label GMOs. Well, Mark, we are out of time for now. Maybe we can watch the progress of the non-browning apple and use that as a platform for future discussion. Thank you very much. Thank you, Alex. Science and Technology with Mark Zastro. Um, We'll leave it up to you for now, whether you want to eat GMOs then. Uh, We'll be back on air tomorrow from 7.05. Do join us then and stay with us now for Careerscape and Curdation after your latest news headlines.